Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Tristan H. Cockcroft, ESPN senior writer and fantasy superstar, is here as always. Kyle Sapi produces and researches, rarely gets enough credit. I'm Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. We hope everyone listening is okay after the awful storms of the past 24 hours. Very scary. Um, hopefully, we can distract you a bit from the world with some fantasy baseball information and Tristan's fantastic singing. You are going to sing today, Tristan. Yes. Kyle Sapi is awesome. Can you sing Blame It on the Rain? Um, my goodness. No. The world I'm just is... reiterating your statement there with my tune. Yeah. Um, I'm not singing any Millie Vanilli. As a matter of fact, you know, if I sang Millie Vanilli, did I really sing it? I didn't even know that's who sang that song. I don't even know how like songs like that come up in my mind. You know, like there's a Beatles song about rain. Let's sing that. Um, 1989, 90 was a weird time in music. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you know who's weird? Adalberto Mondesi. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, really, we got to start there. I mean, we'll do the combo meals later. And he had one last night in his first game in more than two months. Look, we can't dismiss him. I wrote about it today, so I don't want to sum up too much, but. Man, I don't know what to do with him. I mean, it's not even about ranking for next year. Basically, if you've got Monesty on a team, you must activate him. But I can't tell you if he's going to play this weekend. It could be hurt by then. I have no idea. And the fact is, it's interesting. The Royals are going to play him at third base, not shortstop. They love Nicky Lopez, who actually has a, a much better walk rate than I realized. Mm-hmm. And um, so Monesty, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, just enigmatic. That's that's one of them. Yeah. Polarizing. I mean, Definitely polarizing. We've used that one before. What's your uh, take here? I mean, what a game he had last night. (laughs) I don't have any idea what my take is. The (laughs) because you know what came to mind when he did did this combo meal is last year I threw that stat out that from September third until the end of the year he was by far the number one player in rotisserie baseball and he was the number four player in points based leagues and he's not even a points based league player but before that he was not even a top 600 overall player in either format so you see the ups and downs of this dude and you know clearly it's September he's a September guy it must be that he's going to be awesome and the fantasy MVP this month he's going to win championships that's that's fantasy baseball for you Sing I love it earth, hate it the earth wind and fire song September that's Montessi's month um Wait yeah I don't know me up when September ends I don't know I, I don't have song. any shares either so you know I don't have to worry about it but I love watching him play you know a single, stole a base, stole a run, homer, then three strikeouts. That's what he is. Um, hopefully, they don't need an MRI for him this weekend. Other stuff going on in fantasy baseball. The White Sox lose some players. Lance Lynn, uh, Lucas Giolito, Tim Anderson. Um, one of my worries with White Sox and the Brewers is that since their divisions are locked up already, they could just you know not push their players. They could sit important people. Lance Lynn could come back in three weeks because they don't need him because the division is sewn up. But I think they want to play for the top seed. Like, I I think Milwaukee could be, you know, a World Series contender, you know, with that big three in the rotation and that bullpen. So I I, I don't know. What is your take take here? Should we expect Lynn and Giolito to be back soon and pushed? Or Tim Anderson, I think it's a hamstring. Or would you be really worried if you've got these guys in, in your stretch run? 
I, I wouldn't panic, but I do think there's every reason for the teams to take it easy with the two of them. The White Sox, best case here is I think they're looking at the number two seed in the American League. They've got an outside shot at the top one just because of the schedule. Brewers, similar kind of scenario. They have a shot at the number one seed, so it's a little bit different for them. But the Brewers also have been doing what the White Sox did. They moved Freddie Peralta to the injured list, didn't want to take their chances with him and said it was going to be one turn, and now he's back this weekend. I think these teams are going to do that often when they see day-to-day issues. It's going to be a headache for fantasy managers. But on the whole, if Lance Lynn gives you three out of the final four weeks of health, I still think he's going to contribute in a, a pretty big way to your fantasy team. I mean, you got to you got to just sit sit by these guys, but plan ahead accordingly. So uh, in my modesty column today, I also wrote about Nate Pearson, uh, Chris Davis, and Denelson Lamette all coming back on the same day. Um do you have any interest in any of these guys in a standard uh, baseball fantasy baseball league? Not really. No. Uh, Lament looked very good in the relief outing yesterday, but it's a relief role for him. And that's going to be very limited fantasy wise. Uh, Pearson, same story. I think it's bullpen only. I think they throw him into the rotation only if the year gets, you know, wrapped up early or they really need him to push for the playoffs and they're out of rotation options. Chris, Chris Davis, the K one. I'm a no way there. Are you, I, no way. Are you in? No, but you know, he's going to hit 50 home runs in my sim league. <laughs> so I, you know, I have three players. You, you should explain, you should explain how that's possible. Yeah. So I know. the listener, oh, I'm not going to explain anything. Nobody cares. It's but it, I, that's the Sips I, disc. And we, we got to be clear on it. It's the right. Sips. It's a projections disc. Not the, why can't stats. the A's platoon, Chris Davis and Jed Lowry at DH and get some, why couldn't Chris Davis be a lefty killer in September? He could be. He, he absolutely could. could be. Yeah, and and from the daily ESPN standard context, you're right that there there will probably be a handful of days that you add him, play him, and are happy. I don't think they're going to be a lot of them. I think it's going to be five-ish, and that that would be a good way to use him. But it, are you give me I, the, give me the number of uh, starts or innings next season for Denelson Lamette. The aggressive projection is 21 starts in 115-ish innings, and the realist says he makes 16, 17, and pitches 85. So this is it forever for him? I mean, like, he's not going to have the surgery, and that's it? We just – is that half the pitcher? It's 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 the hedging projection. I mean, as you said, he could ultimately get the surgery and then forget it. Next year's out of the question. But if he's healthy, I think there's no way you make him a full-time starter. I mean, do, do you think it's wise for me to make a 27-start, 170-inning, healthy, mostly optimistic projection? I don't think that – I don't think that's realistic. I don't think the Padres are going to feel next year they could throw him 170 innings without issue. Are do you, you interested? No. No, I'm not interested at all. Um, he'll be on the do not draft list or if, if I'm still around. Are you I interested? Know, I don't even know that he'll register enough to be on the do not draft list. That's right. the scary part. Well, you know what? He was on my list this season, and everybody laughed, and he's pitched 35 innings. So I was right this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong about Nate Pearson. I thought he'd be very, really good. He's mm-hmm. barely he's made one start. Yep. He's back for Toronto. Nate, next season, say the Blue Jays and White Sox say that Nate Pearson and Michael Kopech are both in their rotation. Mm-hmm. How interested are you? More interested in Kopech, reasonably interested in both. Another case of there will be innings caps. I do have some injury worry. Uh, my, my Pearson negative. Well, I don't even want to call it negativity. My, my hesitation on Pearson is 
when you move a guy like this that had the scouts hints at a bullpen future now, I fear that he's really good in the role and then managers are tempted to keep him there. That this might be locking him into that role for the rest of his career. I fear who, it a little. Who gets more saves next year, Nate Pearson or Denelson Lamette? Really? I mean, why yeah. can't they both be close? Yeah, they've got the stuff for it. No question. And Pearson's uh, more likely, though. Let me tell you a story. So in, in one of my leagues, the guy who has Fernando Tatis Jr., okay, mm-hmm. um, he's been dealing with some personal stuff, all right? And when Tatis was on the injury list and came off it, he didn't activate him in the rules of the league. So you have to do it after two time periods, and he didn't do it. So by the rules of the league, Tatis becomes a free agent a waiver claim and the team with the worst record can claim Tatis. And that actually happened. And the guy who let Tatis go wrote, you know, a nice, you know, little speech to the league and saying, look, I'm sorry, but like there's some real life stuff going on in my life. And I just didn't get to it. And I wrote to the commissioner. I said, let's let him go. I mean, like, what are we doing here? I I understand that there's marbles in the line, but like, let him go. This is Tatis. This isn't Frank Schwindel. This is somebody, you know, this is arguably the best player in fantasy. And the commissioner wrote back to me and said, no, it's not going to happen. What would you do if you're the commission or, or in the league? Now, it's going to come to a vote and that's it's going to be voted down. But and I don't want to speak bad of the league. I mean, it's fine. You know, it doesn't really affect me all that much. I wasn't going to get to tease. So I'm, I'm doing better in the league. But I don't know, man. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It just does. It's not a it's not Dalton Varsho. It's, it's somebody who's arguably the best player in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know what's happening in this country, and I don't want to get political, but, you know, this guy's got stuff going on. Would you allow it or would you say no? So I struggle with this. You're going to say it, go by the rules. No, I, I struggle as a commissioner myself here and in similar kind of situations to this one. Um, I actually feel like that, that is the commissioner's obligation to give the person a heads up. Uh, 20 years ago, when I was the world's first five-year-old he had a heads up. There's, there was an email, a weekly email, and he and he, he it was on it. It was on it. If somebody is in that situation, I would hope that the commissioner of the league had a read or a feel on things going on, and offered the "Can I help out?" I, that's the way I do it. I again, like I said, 20 years ago, maybe I f- would have felt differently and stick to the rules, but. I, yeah, I, don't, think, I don't feel I that way that, anymore. I think yeah. that tips, I do think that tips the intent of the league and I'd be really careful about it as a commissioner. I don't blame the commissioner. He sent out an email every week saying this guy's going to go on waivers if you don't do it. And he didn't do it. I mean, yeah, I if he did that, this, if he did that, I respect that, that it's, it's a, that's know, he, he's not under no obligation to text him personally and tell him, but you know, like if I'm in a league with you, I probably would have texted you. Hey, don't forget to do this. He doesn't, yeah. he's under no, no, no commissioner's under obligation, especially if he's not like, a friend of the guy. But yeah. I don't know. You, you but that's like the thing. This- like, I, see, the, the league I'm talking about, I have commissioned for 20 years, and I, I don't know a lot of these people person. Most of them I've never even met in person, and yet I still know all their phone numbers and could reach out to them. So it's would you do for that? me to say that. Would you have in done that? In that situation, yes, I would have done that. All right. I would have made sure to at least text or do something right. other than a league. Being a commissioner of a fantasy league is no fun. Nope. We don't do this because we want power. Um, being like I'm running a softball team, it is not the least bit fun. Somebody just quit. They didn't like me. They did a year ago. It, you know, like I didn't do anything wrong. Like 
having a position of power like that, we don't do it for power. Sometimes we do it because we think we can do it a good job running it. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to illustrate another, try to keep this a brief tale. Um, We had an issue in that same league I referred to two or three weeks ago. One guy effectively called me out on not getting a move of his in as quickly as he wanted to have it done. I called him. I called him and I called him out on it. And I don't really talk to this person individually all that much just because, you know what? I thought it was the fair thing to do. And we, we worked it out and it was all good. It was good in like five seconds. We had a miscommunication by email. You know, sometimes you should just be human about this. Communication generally fixes a lot of these issues. Yeah, um, it's, or it's, not, not playing in a league with your friends. I'm no, no leagues with you. And I think it's a good thing because otherwise we wouldn't be <laughs> friends anymore. But that's the thing. Like you and I could get on the phone and everything's hammered out in five seconds. Like, and you, you're a commissioner of, you know, tons of different leagues too. Don't you run into the same experience where you, I have a little bit of fear of talking to a person in person or even on the telephone, like, Oh no, this is going to go horribly. And seriously, five seconds after I get on the phone, it's all good. We understand each other. I right. I think that's the best way to handle things. And, but also I'm, I'm not the same person I was 10, 15 years ago. I don't, it, I've learned that when you care too much, about whatever it is it, it can go wrong like you have to like step back a little bit you know i was just texting with a friend of ours about like what's happening in the world right now the country right now and texas and all these things and i'm like you know what it if you care to uh, we're like what i said in the last show we're in our heart attack years i i don't want to have a heart attack <laughs> because i'm worried about you know yeah. somebody on the softball team or my can of fantasy league is unhappy i'm not going to do it anymore yeah just don't play you, you just you got to operate by the you know there are a lot more important things in life and just don't forget that it's this it's not a cutthroat game the game is fun i mean i we had a, we had a tornado watch last night oh, i don't man. care about our fantasy league because i you know and 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 poor kyle with his basement i don't care about my fantasy league when i'm dealing with something with my, one of my kids or my parents or our tornado watch or flooding let's move on time for you to sing it's about the combo meals hey it's a combo meal do, 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 do. combo Combo, it's a combo meal, home run plus steal. This should be like a meme or whatever it's called, where you dance (laughs) around and point and sing. Like, I'm not sure what the kids call it. Can we TikTok it? Like, what is it? What is it what the kids call it these days? I'm not a kid. Kyle, can we turn this into a GIF? (laughs) (laughs) A crazy meme GIF. There have been, it looks like four combo meals since our last show. I heard one Um, of them did that. I, I, I don't know where I heard it before. That Mondesi feller. Look, you could tell me Mondesi next Mondesi, year huh? ends up as a top 10 player or out of the top 500, and I would believe either one. I really would. There's nobody like him. Is there anybody? And you know what? Is Mike Trout trending in that direction? I know you're going to say that's crazy because Trout takes walks, but with the injuries, Trout's only played in like 20 more games yeah. this season than Mondesi has. Tr- tr- now you've now – you've, I've angered you. No, 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 incredible no. Not Tristan a, Hulk. No. Not at all. Not at all. But now this show has become story time. And the story I was going to tell you was the Trout one. As the commissioner of this league, you are allowed to cut a guy. And when you do it, it refreshes all their contractual information. And we have a guy who has Mike Trout and he has hoarded all of his fab the entirety of the year. So clearly he can manage the board and get him back and refresh his contract. Is this is this appropriate? Yes, it's legal. In fact, that exactly. happens in my leagues. Yes. Yeah. And, and it... He, this this is one of the smartest dudes I've seen in this league. You know, I mean, in any of the leagues I've been in with him, it, it was a wise choice, and he's he is probably going to have sacrificed the league championship, first oh, place. I didn't do that, 
by passing on those free agents. Like he's in a three point in a three point race right now between two two guys. I'm fourth and about eight behind them. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a might. little bit different. I mean, like the last place team in one of my leagues cut a guy only to redraft him first to save the contract fee of real life money, but he wasn't right. going to win the league. Anyway, right. combo meals. These players are making moves earlier this week and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. There are other players in baseball other than Raul Montes' kid. Leody Tavares on Tuesday had one. He's a very interesting player. Lorenzo Cain on Wednesday, Marcus Semyon on Wednesday as well. Um, by the way, Montessi leads baseball with six combo meals since last September 1st, one calendar year. He ranks tied for 410th in plate appearances over that stretch. He's behind even yeah. Tomas Nito, but he has six combo meals. That's unbelievable. When he plays, he's great. Kyle, well, that's an amazing stat. Amazing stat. <laughs> I have to say. Um, by the way, I want to ask you about I want to ask you about Leota Tavares. I have yeah. him in a league and I'm, I'm not sure I want to keep him around. And you know, he's batting like 110. But he's got he's a power speed intrigue. Are you intrigued enough? I I was in the preseason and have subsequently changed my mind. Uh the fun Leota Tavares fact is counting the previous stand in this, and mostly it's this 31 consecutive at bats, not trips to the plate, at bats, hitless. And that has shown a lot of the issues he's had. He's got a huge hole in his swing, and then he has three great games like this. But at the same time, it, well, it was Colorado pitching. Herman Marquez was one of them. I, I think there is something there. I think it's going to take, like Joe Adele, a very long time for him to bring it together. Uh, you know what? That's an interesting comp. They're very different, but they're kind of the same. I don't expect much from either this season, but man, when, and maybe when we're not talking... next year either, right? Maybe not even next year. Maybe. How can, I mean, how long do we wait for Joe Adele? Like, that's the thing. I mean, is he really, uh, who is it? Alex Gordon? Do we have to wait these, like four years? These are the Corey Patterson's of fantasy baseball. This is where you are all intrigued by the huge upside, but beneath the huge upside is this cavernous well of bad. That's the problem. Cavernous well of bad. That sounds like the Phillies bullpen. That's fantastic. That's my fantasy football team name this year. <laughs> Cavernous well of bad. Yes, we need me. the negative fantasy football league this year. We need it. No, sure. I, that's the number one seed. I don't want anything negative at all right now. Um, by the way, I, I've been meaning to bring this up and I haven't done it. I'm sure you're well aware. You, do you know who leads the major leagues in pitchers in uh, hitting batters? Pitchers you're thinking of which, which starters throw inside. You're thinking about like that, right? Like who, who, you know, yeah. who hits people? That's what you're thinking yeah. of, right? Yeah. You realize it's a relief pitcher? I'm not totally stunned by that, but then I have no idea who it is. Oh, well, no. Austin I, I have one Adams. Case. It's Austin really? Adams of the Padres has hit 21 hitters in 45 innings. What? I know. It's crazy. Like, can you imagine having him in a sim league? Like, that's unbelievable. I, I want to make sure I get this right. I'm trying to pull it up, but sometimes baseball reference on my computer, you know, takes wow. a minute. But my goodness, like, isn't that a crazy stat? That's the crazy stat of the day. Like, can you sing that song? Remember when Mark Simon used to sing crazy stat? <laughs> ridiculous stat of the day? Wow! Um, crazy stat of the day! Woo! So, yeah, this is true. And it's not even close. Austin Adams has 20 hit by pitch in 45 and two-thirds. And then after that, Joe Musgrove has 15, Charlie Morton 14, Rich Hill and Alex Wood are hitting everybody. That's it's not even, it's only 14 players even in double digits. 
two Padres. and a relief pitcher, Austin yeah. Adams, who huh. is mildly intriguing. It's a decent whip. It's a very good strikeout rate. He's not giving huh. up hits. He's given up 23 hits, and he's hit 20 batters. I, this has never been done before. Never. More hit batsmen than hits allowed. I'm uh, Well, I mean, at, with a minimum qualification of 20 or so, right? Yeah. Even 10, probably. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. Anyway, I don't know if oh. we need to discuss Lorenzo Kane And Marcus Semien, by the way, is like an MVP candidate. He's not going to win it because Otani has to. And Vlad has to finish second. But shouldn't Marcus Semien finish third in MVP voting? Or Marcus could you Semien, vote for Mar- Yeah. Yeah. You could. He you absolutely needs second. some... He needs some high ballot votes and he has done wonders for himself on the free agent market. I'm that is one of the guys I'm going to be most fascinated by the winter outcome. I mean, that's, that's, that's a $300 million contract, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, cause you have to remember, this is a guy who could go back to shortstop and give you quality defense. The improvements he made defensively at that position for the Oakland A's over a two year period were astro- I mean, astronomical. So Wouldn't you'd rather have Marcus Semien than Corey Seager, not just in fantasy, but in real life too. Yeah, I mean, I the would. contractual and long-term ramifications come into play. But they're both free agents, right? And, and so yeah. with Correa, like, why would, wouldn't you take Semyon first? I would. Yeah, like, Semyon's deal is probably going to wind up being smarter for the production. Isn't, has, as Semyon, we don't ever really talk about this, but isn't Marcus Semyon now, like, a second-round pick next year in fantasy? Tell me why he's not. Like, right hmm. now, I bet he's top 10 on the player radar. I'm trying to He's 14th. Up. He's 14th pretty, player radar. Pretty good. Why is why would we not make Marcus Semien a top twenty player in our rankings next season? What's the reason reason we wouldn't do that? Yeah, I'd I'd have to dive a little in, <clears throat> a little bit into the speed metrics. That would be my that but that two of the last three seasons he's been an absolute monster. That's a thirty yeah. home run middle infielder with well not multi eligibility now right, but I mean who will get it probably mm-hmm. batting the average issue, runs scored. The issue I have is the twenty eighteen nineteen where he was twenty four out of thirty eight. In steals. So that's why I said I'd, I'd want to dive into the steals metrics, but a huge improvement on efficiency this year. Uh, let's move over now to the close of Carousel, if you don't mind. It's the closer Carousel. I danced too, because that was fun. Um, I was remiss on Monday by not mentioning the biggest story among the closers. I wrote about it and I didn't mention it. <laughs> I don't know why, because I stink sometimes. That's why. James Karinchak got demoted. over the weekend by Cleveland. The Guardians demoted James Karinchak, which I can't remember a fall from grace. I mean, obviously, relief pitchers get hurt. They're very volatile. But, I mean, you've got Karinchak in your top 10 dynasty relief pitchers, and I applauded it. And now he's pitching for Columbus in AAA. And he was really good for the first couple months, and he was really bad for the next couple months. And coincidentally, it was when baseball cracked down on the sticky substances and all that. And he lost all this efficiency on his spin rate for his fastball. And then he became just normal and he's walking people and everybody's hitting him and they're hitting home runs. So you tell me, I would drop Krinchak for the rest of the season, but what are we going to do with him next year? Because among strikeout relievers, he's a monster, but he hasn't been for the last two months. What are you doing here? So since uh, June 19th, that's a 16% walk rate. That is uh, Karinchek at his absolute worst. We talked about that coming into the season, and I I think it needs major correction. He didn't show great improvement on that earlier in the year. So for next year, I'd say he's going to need to show us something. And if it doesn't happen in the minors, maybe with a late cup of coffee with them, it has to be in spring training. I'm not sure he's draftable 
in anything but A only leagues. I think now Emmanuel Clause is a top 10 closer for next year, and Karinchak's undraftable. And I, I couldn't have seen this coming. I mean, he was walking people, Karinchak was, but I mean, to see this coming to this degree, and then they demote him. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to demote Alec Bohm. I'm all, all for that. He can't hit her field, but Karinchak, once, you know, he had like he had like five straight good outings. Then he had a bad one, and that was it. He was done. Oh, he was way more than that, though. He had, to start the year, 21 appearances to begin the year. 044 ERA, 38 Ks, seven walks in 20 and a third innings. That was his first nearly two months of the year. This guy was amazing at one point. And if he can get things straightened out, that's what he is. And the problem is, for drafts, I bet people are going to look at that and expect that that's closer to the expectation. Don't you think? Yeah, but, like, still... He's the only pitcher in baseball with seven wins and 11 saves and this many strikeouts. Like mm-hmm. he's like fifth in the majors in strikeouts among relievers. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I meant to say was he, he, he had a full like week or so or two weeks where he was fine. And then he had a bad outing against Boston and that was it. Like four consecutive scoreless outings. Then they demoted him after one bad outing. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason you were saying, yeah, I'm just, yeah. the thing that amazed me is how, how quickly that contrast. I mean, even the, the one I just said, did you know he had no walks in an 11 appearance stretch earlier this year? Yeah. 11 I mean, in a row without a walk. Seems what odd. What happened? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I just It just surprises me a little bit. But, you know, the bottom line here is relief pitchers are poor keepers, dynasty and otherwise. Yep. You know, obviously Josh Hader may be a little different. But Liam Hendricks is allowed double-digit home runs. That could blow up any minute. Yeah. Just be careful here. Like, you like Joe Barlow today, but he may not be closing tomorrow. You know, Dynasty, that's a bad example. I mean, like Barlow's a little different. Yeah. But by like, the way, you mentioned Clause A is Clause A is no guarantee as yeah. a dynasty closer. And and to that point, you said I had him 10th. I believe the 10th reliever was like 240th in my overall ranking. So like barely draftable if you're building from scratch, which demonstrates all you need to know about relief. Well, you had Karinchak number one. You had Karinchak 161 in your dynasty ranks and it wasn't wrong. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so, but that's still you know, a modest number, rank for a 10th closer. Yeah, I think he was the number eight closer. Um, anything going on that we need to talk about among other closers? Because I'm not seeing Barlow is back, and then he had a terrible outing last night. Yep. Um, St. Louis is going at Gi- Giovanni Gallegos. I would drop Alex Reyes in, in yep. any format right now, redraft or keeper. He had a decent, you know, meaningless game, if I recall. I think it was yesterday. Right. Uh, but Gallegos is, is their closer. I don't know why they would switch that at this point. Um, Lou Trevino is dealing with something. They waited a week to tell us. It's back spasms. Yep. I don't know who gets the next Oakland save. I do think Trevino is still in play for save, so I would not drop him. Um, I yeah, think once he he's healthy. Yep. I do agree uh, with that. The only other one I would raise to you, <clears throat> well, there's two, actually. Looks like uh, Colorado's changed their closer. Colorado's changed. I don't know if it matters. Do you think it does? No. If you need every last save, I mean, Carlos Estevez is probably their closer instead of Daniel Bard, right? Isn't the worst mix in the world a team that has an unusable home ballpark situation for pitchers that never wins games? I think that's a good – well, Colorado actually wins a lot of games at home. They're very good. They're one of the best teams in baseball at home. Right. And, <laughs> no. and, and then in those games, you have the horrible ballpark factor working against guys like Carlos Estevez. Who's not yeah. that great? I mean, he's a good reliever, but not a great reliever in, in his own stead. The two I was going to mention, uh, quick notes, are Boston and Tampa situations. Well, I mean, Boston, obviously, they have a guy on the uh, COVID list, and Ottavino is the closer until Barnes comes back. But even when Barnes comes back, I'm not sure he gets the job. He's not pitching well. Yep. Opportunity yeah. for Ottavino, and also an opportunity for Garrett Whitlock to 
hammer something down a big roll. What did you want to say about Tampa? I mean, Kittredge? What What is Tampa? They have to activate. They're, any, they're anything and everything. That's the whole thing. You can't. You can. You you uh, roster Andrew Kittredge not for the saves, but for the good innings. David Robertson is going to get a save chance within the next week. So what I was going to ask you is how many Tampa Bay relievers have saves at the end of the year? How many different guys? It's 12 right now. How many are finishing? Well, I mean, Robertson's clearly going to get one at some point. Who else is on the roster that doesn't have one? It could be somebody who's a... JT Chargois doesn't have one. Oh, he's definitely getting one. He was in a save chance. Yeah. Sean uh, Sean Armstrong doesn't have one. Hey, good for them, man. Adam Everybody can pick on them. They made the World Series last year. They can Uh do it again. Do you like David Robertson, by the way? Decent outing. He seems like a nice fellow. Oh, you mean uh, for fantasy? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the, the the reason why David Robertson is appealing right now is because he can get an occasional save. But also, his arms should be fine. He This is not the sixth month of the season for him. Mm-hmm. It is for Kittredge. <laughs> it is for everybody else. Mm-hmm. David Robertson barely threw. I mean, he was throwing in the Olympics. Like, he should be rested. His arms he- should feel good. He was pretty darn good in the minors and that, you know, we're going to save games in September and in the playoffs. He's going to save a win against the Yankees. I love this. I love that. All right. Uh-huh. Moving on from closer carousel. Cause we're going to why waste time. Let's talk about um, the schedule now and see what's coming up. Games have already started on today on Thursday. So we'll kind of move on from that. Anybody pitching later today, Carrasco, we talk about Carlos Carrasco a lot. I hope he does. Okay. Cause I, I like him. you know, Shane McClanahan, I think, was the only pitcher in baseball who was 5-0 and in August. He's obviously very good. I would start him even at home against Boston because you know, Boston's missing some pieces. Their shortstop, you know, their selfish shortstop is out a little bit. And don't say, you know, no, get the shot. Be smart. Friday's slate starts early, 2.20 p.m. Eastern time at Wrigley Field. You do not want the pitchers. Although Stephen Brawl can sing the national anthem anytime he wants. He's a fantastic singer. But as a pitcher... Not so much. We should get him on the show. <laughs> no, no, he's going to go on the football show. We don't get any guests here. The football show gets all the guests. Um, bunch of Andersons are pitching. Let's see. Anything interesting? Oh, Jose, Jose Arquitty is coming back for Houston, and yes. he's pitching on Friday on ESPN Plus against – I can't for the life of me figure out why. San Diego loses the wild card. It's because of roster management. Really? Jake Arrieta? You're in a pennant race behind the Reds. And you're starting Jake Arrieta. What do you think is going to happen against one of the best offenses in baseball? I understand Seattle shut him out twice. Do you really think Jake Arrieta is giving you five good innings? I don't. By the way, weird to put him in the first game of this series, an important one against the Astros, and then have him pitch in the Do- – like that lines him up for the Dodgers series. It's like they don't know what they're doing all of a sudden. And you could say, oh, they don't have anybody else there. Stop picking on them. They have plenty of other options. And, and I don't mean Mackenzie Gore. OK, even bullpenning it is smarter than this. Pierce Johnson can pitch two innings to open this game. Why would you use a guy who, you know, is not good? The point on our is we thought he was going to re- replace Luis Garcia, who's had a fantastic year. He's now replacing Zach Greinke, who is on the COVID list. I don't know whether he, you know, he has the vaccination or not, but um, I do think our is going to make four or five starts in September. And at some point, Luis Garcia will be you know, like on a two inning start base or he'll have a middle relief role. So if you've got Garcia Garcia and trying to win, just be aware. He's probably not making five more five inning starts. That's my point. Oh, Freddie Peralta's back. I didn't see that Friday night against St. Louis. I would activate yep. him right away. I assume you would too. Yes, I would. Yep. Uh, oh, Randy Dobnak's back. Don't use him. He's at Tampa. 
And I like Tampa too. I, Michael yeah. Clark is still starting. Where is Shane Baz? What are they waiting for? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. By the way, I, look, and I know I, I got suckered into the whole spring training stats thing with Randy Dobnak. I mean, he was, he was a next to last round reserve pick in AL only leagues at the time. But no, none of that has shown up in the regular season. A great example of where the spring numbers don't matter. All right. And what else? Uh, let's see. Saturday, ESPN Plus says, oh, Kwang Hyung Kim is back in St. Louis's rotation. Against Adrian Hauser, who's a little bit underrated. Last start wasn't mm-hmm. so good, but a, a solid four starter, and he could be a swing man in the playoffs. I'm telling you, Milwaukee's winning the World Series with the big three in their bullpen. Um, did you pick him? Milwaukee, yes, I did actually. Well, not before yeah. the season. Not before no, the season. With the, in the one that we that we were. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah. yeah, I put I, that in too. <laughs> I mean, look at I that like pitching. Everybody's oh, gonna think I of like Dodgers, it. and Dodgers did catch the Giants all of a sudden, but. Um, what else? Any other pitchers here? I guess you have to use Kyle Hendricks. His last outing was just abysmal, but he's facing Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. home. Pittsburgh, yeah, that's yeah. that's all it is. Oh, your boy Tanner Houck against Cleveland. Not exactly a great offense there. That's another good matchup where I would, yeah, I think. But he ain't pitching six innings. You know, that's a problem. No, you keep reminding me. It's fair. Oh, I'm, just, I'm sorry, but yeah, like, you know, what fair. are you waiting for? I mean, like, no, look, roster him, of course. But like, if they're going to... You're, take it so easy on him. Is it is it my guy on Saturday or is it your guy on Sunday? Which one's better? Uh, let me go to Sunday <laughs> here and see who who could you be talking about? Um, on the Boston oh, rotation, not, I wonder. It ain't my guy. It only ain't my guy. You want to use Nick Nick Pavetta? Good luck. He should he should roll through Cleveland. And when it's you know five innings, four hits, four runs, four walks, five Ks. Good luck. What do you He's expect? I September. What are you expecting? You think he's all of a sudden going to change and be a really good pitcher? He's not. He's not. Uh, I was wrong about Patrick Corbin. You do not want Patrick Corbin anymore. My, he is just teeing it up for hitters right yeah. now. Teeing yeah. it up. Yep. How bad is that? Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, Dodgers and Giants. That should be fun. Walker Bueller against Undecided. I'll go with Bueller yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Giants That's could be in a little the, trouble they lost, here. They lost Johnny Cueto to the injured list, and they've lost another guy too, haven't they? Scofani, is he healthy? I don't know. Scofani is currently lined up to face the Dodgers at the, to open the series. I saw the Giants' schedule. They only have like eight road games left, and half of them are at Coors Field. That's kind of interesting for their hitters, mm-hmm. something to know. Yep. Um, Not so good for their pitchers who have been quite meaningful in fantasy. That is the They've problem. had great years, and some of them are like wearing down. Mm-hmm. You can see that happening uh yeah the course not series use- as a matter of fact starts this fresh week uh coming out of labor day that's right um daniel lynch for kansas city someday but not yet dylan cease really underrated for the white Sox. a lot of strikeouts yep not a great era and whip but good enough yep you know it took a while for people to get in, in on dylan cease luis patino i think luis patino next season can you see a top 25 starting pitcher in fantasy I'd like to. I don't think I see the. I, I don't think there's a chance he gets there only because of the volume. I don't think they give him enough innings to get there. We should note that there is no show on Monday. It is Labor Day. Please celebrate the reason for the for Labor Day being a holiday. The games start early if you're in a weekly league or a daily. One o five p.m. Eastern time in Baltimore, in Washington, at Yankee Stadium. Um, interesting pitchers. ESPN has a doubleheader that day. Chris Sale against Tampa. Uh, is the first game and Kevin Gosman at Coors Field against Kyle Freeland, who had a very good August, but I would not want to use him. Left um, the game injured too. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, and Max Scherzer, so far so good since the trade. I mean, he's dominant, absolutely dominant. He's at two start week for Scherzer while we begin the fantasy playoffs in the ESPN leagues too. 
keep that in mind. I mean, look, Scherzer's going to win people leagues, you know, bottom yep. line. He I also mean, left his outing with an injury, but the early hints are he's fine. And then the Phillies are showing, throwing Matt Moore at Milwaukee. So I'm sure that'll go well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, what do you want me to say? Like, people are asking me, what do you think of the Phillies' chances? I, I don't think they're catching Atlanta. I told you a month ago when Atlanta was in third place that Atlanta was going to win the division. They're going to win it running away. Yep. Um, I'm still really interested to see. So this Ozzie Albies injury could be a big deal. Yep. Um, you know, he, he, he hit a baseball off his foot or his ankle, and he's going to sit a few games. But the real reason I want him to play is because all all four Atlanta infielders could hit 30 home runs. And, you know, I found out who has the record for that. Do you know the record for all four infielders hitting 25 home runs in a season? Only one infield has done it. Do you know which one it is? It wasn't that Phillies infield, was it? Oh, no, no, no. Because they could have with, what, Bell, Rollins, Utley, and Howard? They could have. Three of the guys could have done it, but they did not do it. So there's one infield in Major League history in which all four infielders had 25 home runs. I guess it's my how about, the 80, how about the 82 Milwaukee Brewers? Um, it's not Gander, that old. Gander at second base. Gander, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, was it you ready? No, maybe it was before. In Gander. fact, all four infielders of this team hit 29 or more home runs. One guy just missed. Now, one of these guys, if I tell you the team, see, here's the fun part of it. I could tell you the year, the year in the team, and you'd still only get half the infielders. You would not get the other two. Ready? I'll give it to you. You want it? Give give me the give me the year first. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Good lord. Uh, yeah, that's not, not taking me it. any closer. You're not going to get okay. it. It's the two thousand eight Miami Marlins, Florida Marlins. Dan Ugla Han- had thirty two homers. Hanley, Hanley. Ramirez at short had thirty three. Give me the first baseman and third baseman on that team. For the 2000- I, know, I never would have gotten it. Eight. Marlins, gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, in 2008, who would the Marlins have had at that point? That was post Derek Lee, so you're I'm, just not going to get it. You, it's it's, I, and I wouldn't have gotten it either. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that I would have gotten. Yeah, it. it wasn't like one of those Brian Dawback ridiculous years, was it? Yeah, that was a little after I was in Miami watching them closely. Yeah, so I give up. you ready? Yeah. The first baseman on that team was Mike Jacobs. Would never have gotten that. I, I, need, I neither would existed. <laughs> 32 home runs, 93 ribs. Wow. Ugly second. What? No, 32 home runs. Oh, man. 32 home runs. He never did that again. He's Brian Delbackish. Ugly second. Hanley had a monster year. 33 homers, 35 steals, 301, 125 runs. The third baseman was Jorge Cantu. Can you believe it? 29 home runs. Jorge Cantu. I would never remember. The amazing thing about this current Braves infield, it's not only that they're all going to hit 25 home runs, assuming Albies hits. Swanson hit another one last night. It's the health. Mm -hmm. They're not, they they never miss a game until Albies this week. Do you realize Swanson has yet to miss a game? Freddie Freeman at first and Austin Riley. Like, so by the way, somebody, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter uh, after Monday's show that the reason why Starling Marte is not close to Whit Merrifield is because in points leagues is because he hasn't played as he missed a month. Yeah. I forgot that. My bad. The re- and that was right. a long that was a long injury. He came back from pretty quickly. That's it was. Yeah. It's it's so quickly for we forget the stumbles of Sterling Marte. But yeah, anyway, they were, they were right. Sorry, this is be ending up being a long show when Kyle needs a short show. But Kyle, do you have trivia for us? I I've already asked my trivia question, apparently. <laughs> and I would not have gotten it. There's no way nobody would have gotten it. Nobody would have gotten it. 
even Marlins except Marlins except except for the well except for the Marlins fans. Maybe. I'm you not going to say anything bad either. about the Marlins fans. Right. That was the type of trivia question I give, and you get angry at me for giving. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, this is why Kyle's the greatest. <laughs> you know what? That's even waterlogged. Kyle is correct. Good there job. You know. Well, I think you guys have a chance at this one. I would not have gotten this one, but you guys are smarter than I am. So, who leads I don't know the big leagues in hits since July 1st? Simple, easy. 70 hits for this guy since July 1st. Leads the big leagues name that you might not normally think of. David we'll get there. <laughs> It's funny. He would have been on my list of guests, and he's tied for third. Oh, okay. Close. It would have been Fletcher and Goldschmidt would have been my two guesses. Both are tied for third. All right, so I got to think about it a little bit more. Um, what do we got for hash browns? That you do. Rosario needs to waive two of these players in a dynasty head-to-head league. He's got Scope, Cabrian Hayes, Varsho, and Pearson. Well, I think oh, in a dynasty, you're not yeah, cutting. You're not part. cutting Cabrian Hayes there. Probably not. It's funny because Scope's the best player, and he's the first cut in a dynasty, right? What's the competitive status of this team? You Let's assume not super competitive currently. Yeah, because three of these guys aren't giving you anything. Hayes, Varsho, and P- although Varsho has been, I think he he's been a borderline top ten catcher of the first past two months, probably. It's been good since you name dropped him uh, a week ago. Since I traded him away for nothing in an important league. Uh-huh. I need to wave two of them. Mm. You know, the thing is, like Dalton Varsho as a catcher eligible with like fifteen home run, ten steal potential, two fifty. You got to keep him. And I think you got to keep Cabrian Hayes. I think you're right. But I, man, I, I don't think I'm keeping Pearson anymore. Pearson's not oh. Pearson's a, a higher ceiling prospect than Varsho. I, I think we risk. agree on that. Definitely he high is risk. Much higher risk. I don't I don't want us to get carried away with Varsho's expectations. I, I, I don't think he matters enough at catcher to be a gotta lock in everywhere. Okay. But here, yeah. In a dynasty, like like, I'm not saying you should keep catchers, but you keep a catcher who has that potential. And by the way, Jonathan Scope is fine. He's 29 years old. He's not old. He's not as old as we are. He's yeah. not his heart attack years. But he has. he's an 18 home run, 280 second baseman, which you can get back in your draft. So, yeah, yeah. that's true. I would drop him and Pearson. That's my answer. Okay. Sounds like yeah. agreement there. Dave, what's your thoughts on Nicky Lopez for next season? Man, you know, I hadn't even thought about him until he started running. And now they're going to leave him batting second. They're going to leave him at shortstop. And he's going to end up with 50 walks. Nicky Lopez. But he has no power. He's J.P. Crawford with speed. And I've got Crawford in a league where I'm going to let him go because he's just not giving me anything. Nicky Lopez has no power. But you could see a scenario where this guy ends up with 30 steals next year, batting 280 and and scoring runs. Yeah. So I I don't think I'm going to invest, but I can see why some people would. Yeah, I'm going to be the complete pessimist here and say he hits 260, he gets on base 330, and that still matters enough for the steals. But yeah, you're right, no power whatsoever. I mean, that yeah. team that team's going to run, and wow, they could have Witt, Nicky, and Adalberto all in the starting infield next season, and that could be a combined at least 100 steals. 
You, you know what really puzzles me is, is their manager in St. Louis never ran nope. and he always wanted one closer. And what's he doing in Kansas City this year? Running wild and using a closer combination. Yeah, but you're not going to like me saying this. I hate when we say this about managers. Oh, he, he always does this. It's, it's about your personnel. I, I know it, I know it is, but but the contrast between the two teams and the managerial style shows that we shouldn't lean too deeply into the managerial tendencies and probably should compare them within their own organization. Okay. For that infield, more total steals or average games played between the three of them? I, I don't I don't know how you project Mondes' games next year, man. I mean 110? Like I, the I would three of them? Who's the third? Well, Wit, Wit, Lopez, Wit's, and... Wit's durable. Wit's a, a, a you know plays plays every day, and I, I have no reason to believe Nikki Lopez is going to get hurt. Wit's but... not in their infield next year. Where, you think he's in the outfield, or you think he's on the the Braves? No, well, maybe with another organization, but he's outfield. I mean, they've got to get a spot for Bobby Wit. Yeah, so Nikki Lopez is playing second base next year. Yep. Hmm. I'm surprised he wasn't now. I would have thought they'd move him over from Mondesi, but you know, so be it. I think Montes is a third or DH because of the Fernando Tatis rule and keeping him healthy. But you're right. I, I, I hadn't even thought about Bob. Bobby Wood has to make the Royals next season. Bobby Wood over Montes in drafts all the way. Yes. Do you think that would be consensus? No. I, I don't see how anybody could rank Montes in the top 50 anymore. I don't. You know how they could. <laughs> yeah, but not now. I mean, before the season, I got it. Yeah. After the season, I mean, he played 10 games in, four, in five months. On the day the season ends, I expect people are going to say a hundred-ish for both players, and there'll be a group with either as the higher name. I, That's my guess. I hope there's more than hundred games next season. You know, I mean, like the CBA is not going to get solved. Come on, so. man! You said you didn't want the negativity. <laughs> I don't, but I'm starting to wonder, worry. I know, like they're they're not even on the same. They're not even communicating. They're not not even in the same place. Okay, yeah. next. Brendan wants to know if you have any pitching staffs lined up for a favorable schedule the rest of the Oh, I was going to run that in advance. Let me see if I can do that super fast for you. I mean, if you can still get Kyle Gibson, Phillies have a, have a, a whole month of Pittsburgh, Baltimore, home Rockies, Mets, Nats. I mean, no, no one Matt Moore, but like Kyle Gibson's obviously available in some leagues. I mean, you're not picking up Nola or Wheeler. Um, Zach Eflin's probably done for the season. So Kyle Gibson's actually a really good pickup based on schedule. Do you have another uh, list of other guys that ha- have easy schedules there? Yeah, I just opened it up. So let me dig this up. Uh, deleting all before today. And the best pitching staffs come up as... Ooh. Arizona. Wow, that kind of surprises me. Atlanta. I'm not surprised in that division. Atlanta definitely does. Boston has an unusually good schedule from the look of it. White Sox. Cleveland. Cleveland still is the best one. All right. Uh, That'll be it for the hash browns for today. We'll get more next week. I mean, there was a question here from Dan, who is second on your fantasy MVP ballot behind Otani. I will be writing at some point uh, Mm -hmm. a blog about my top five MVP candidates for Mm -hmm. fantasy, not real life. Yeah. I I don't see how Otani's not number one. He's got. I'm not, I don't. But I, I think, think Cedric, two, two is pretty obvious too. I think it's Cedric Mullins is yep. number two. Yep. But after that, I mean, it can't be Semin. He was still picked in the top hundred overall. I mean, 
So anyway, we'll do that on a future show and a future blog. I want to finish this show up. It looks like we lost Kyle here. So let's answer the trivia question. I don't know what the trivia answer is actually in this case. So the trivia, the, the trivia question was, who leads the big leagues in hits since July 1st? I know how to look it up, uh, but I want to take a guess first. So what, give me two guesses guess. and I'll give you two guesses from me. Two guesses? Jeez. Yeah, because uh, I mean, he's going to have to text us and he can't listen right now. Yeah, so, one of the one of the ones that I was going to guess was Starling Marte. <laughs> yeah, which seems obvious, right? He wouldn't answer the ask the question. Right, that's the obvious. problem. Like I'm, tr I'm trying to think of who would be a less obvious kind of guy. Um, another guy I know has just been hitting a ton over that period is CJ Crone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Freddie Freeman, but you know that's an obvious guy, right? And so it's got to be somebody off the level, like who had a great August. Crone had a Crone hit like 380 in August, didn't right. he? Right. That's what I'm thinking is that he had enough there and then the cores games. The other is I I would rather a guy higher in the lineup. Like Ty France had a great August. That's somebody who had a lot of hits, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I've been reading like on Twitter, like there's this guy who always tweets about the Mariners and like Ty France should hit second, not Mitch Hanniger. Hanniger should hit fourth. Doesn't get on base. Oh, I got it. Nope, I don't. That's since August. <laughs> I'm right. I'm right. Uh, if it's since August 3rd, Starling Marte. Yeah. Oh, July 1st. Mar Mar Marte's had a great. Um, so well, I'm going. We have said the name of the player. One of us has it right. Oh, so you have the answer. I applaud you for having this one correct. It's Ty France. It's Ty France, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 70 hits. Freddie Freeman in a second. Starling Marte is third, tied for third with 68. We got all the hit top guys somehow. Goldschmidt tied for third. Uh, the one I actually came to mind because of the lineup spot was Ahmed Rosario. He's tied for third also. He's, he's Has he changed your mind for next year? Not really. I still stand where we talked about him. But that's a 15 homer, 25 steel guy. With a lot of variability. So that's going to keep him in the lower tiers of my mixed ranks, but, that, but still in that middle area. All right. By the way, uh, Dansby Swanson. He's up there too. Eighth. Look, I mean, he plays every day and he yep. had a great August, gets a lot of hits, not just power. He doesn't walk. So that's a good thing. Good uh, question, we man. are done for this week. Thank you so much for listening to our little show, Fantasy Focus Baseball. Please listen to our friends at the Fantasy Focus Football Show. No show here on Monday. So our next show will be a week from today on Thursday, September 9th, which is also the opening of the real football season. Um, any final thoughts you have, sir? Get ready for those head-to-head -head playoffs. I don't think people yeah, think enough that they, they coincide with Monday of Labor Day, early games, be prepared and load up on volume as you need. I just want to say baseball, man. I love the sport. I love fantasy. I love I love baseball. But man, some of the, the heroes of our youth are not heroes. I You know, you, we learned that now. But anyway, please have a safe, healthy weekend wherever you are, whatever your weather is, whatever your situation is, please be safe out there. And we'll be back with you next Thursday. Have an awesome week.